Thanks for joining us again for another podcast or another episode of Real Parables, uh, our podcast. Uh, we, we love doing this podcast and uh, today we're doing it on Ponyo, which I don't I don't think a lot of people have seen Ponyo. I don't think so. It's kind of like a, a hidden a hidden treasure. If there's it's, cult classics for Disney, this would probably be one of those cult classic-ish yeah. kind of movies. It's one of the Studio Ghibli movies or Ghibli, not, not sure how you pronounce that, but... Uh, they're these uh, Japanese movies that uh, Disney has uh, dubbed mm-hmm. to uh, American actors, so it sounds or it's easier for, <laughs> yeah. for us to understand. Uh, it's I know still some, not super easy. I know some people prefer subbed. There's a whole dubbed versus subbed yeah. argument. Yeah, Bella but, prefers just reading the subtitles with the. Yeah, so I guess that'd be a sub. I th- yeah, I think it depends on what you're watching, like uh, the the Squid Game show that came out. Pretty terrible dubbed. It's that's what I've heard. the yeah. American actors were terrible, but uh, that's not what we're watching we're not today. We're doing that today. We'll wa- we I don't watched think that falls in the genre. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we watched Ponyo, and if if you haven't uh, listened to this podcast before, what we basically do is we we try to find parables in uh, modern day stories, which are typically in the form of movies or TV mm-hmm. shows. So what we do is we like finding uh, some of our favorite movies that we like to watch and finding the parables in those and we kind of feel like that's what Jesus would do today is mm-hmm. if he was in the world today he would use parables from the stories that we know uh, much like he did in the Bible those were the stories that they knew and Jesus used them for his Christian message back then people knew about sheep and they knew about harvesting and they knew about you know that kind of stuff you yeah. know mealstones uh, we don't necessarily know those things nowadays Not we exactly. know about uh, movies and TV and mm-hmm. pop culture. So I think Jesus would use that. Yeah. So uh, as always, spoiler alert: do not watch this if you or do not listen to this if you have not watched the movie yet. Or watch uh, it if you're watching this on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, you, you could. It's a children's movie. Um, I really enjoy this movie. I, I don't know if you necessarily love it. Uh, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of anime. Yeah. Uh, of any kind, I have not liked. There's not one anime that I've seen that I've liked. There's plenty of people who try to convince me, oh, well, you'll you'll definitely like this one. Yeah. And it hasn't happened yet. Well, that might be a challenge for me. I might, I might the, try to find one that you like. The closest that I have found to that anime style would be a the Batman Joker uh, Ninja Samurai one that they did. Yeah. That was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know that that's necessarily anime. But it's in that style. It's on the on the lines it's of it. It's on the line. So that's about as close as I've come <laughs> to enjoying something. But that was more enjoying the story mm-hmm. rather than the actual yeah. style that it was in. This was the first Studio Ghibli movie that introduced me to all of his movies, which I I I had not seen them before. Uh, Lauren actually is the one because she mm-hmm. this is the movie she one of her childhood movies she watched a mm-hmm. lot growing up. She watched this and I think uh, my kids watch this all the time. She watched Kiki's Delivery Service too, mm-hmm. which isn't also in that same. My kids watch this probably at least once a week. Really? They love this movie. Wow. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a, it's a generational thing, I think. Probably. I think it's really, um, but I mean, there's some Gen Xers that really like, you know, anime style, but I think the millennials where it really started kicking in yeah. hard. So if you're a fan of anime, you will probably like this one. It's all about this and Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't talk. About we don't talk about Bruno, not, especially not in episode of Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this movie kind of starts out. Uh, 
in this in this island uh, somewhere in Japan. You don't really know where, uh, but you're you're introduced to uh, Ponyo first, who. Uh, I forget her like birth name. It's like it's some German thing. It's this story is loosely based off of a German uh, play. Uh, I found out after doing more research on mm-hmm. it. But uh, Brumhilda, that's what it is. Okay. Brumhilda is okay. her original name. Uh, but you 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 see Panya, who is this fish, this magical fish, and uh, is it Brumhilda? Is that like part of the Valkyrie story? I'm not sure. Anyways, that's a different topic. The the, 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 the story that uh, the Brumhilda like story is basically a uh, magical being falls in love with a human and mm. becomes human mm. for that, which is what happens in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ponyo is this fish uh, who is being cared for by uh, her father, uh, Fujimoto. And uh, Fujimoto is kind of this caretaker of the sea. Uh, the sea is actually Ponyo's mother, mm-hmm. uh, like the goddess of the sea. But Fujimoto is kind of the caretaker of it. He's He helps start life in the sea and helps keep the balance. And while he's busy creating new fish and new life forms in the sea, uh, Ponyo decides she wants to wander off. She's kind of... she doesn't, Free spirit. Yeah, she's a free spirit. She doesn't want to be tied into that mm-hmm. to that life. So she, she wants to should choose for her own will of what she wants with her life uh, which is kind of where you come to the, the first like kind of topic of free will mm-hmm. and uh she's she isn't really given a choice here but she she wants to go and do this anyways and uh this is the first peak of that whole becoming who you're meant to be you kind of see in the story and uh mm-hmm. what ends up happening is she she as she journeys along she ends up getting caught in a a fish net that you see is just <laughs> actually just catching all these kinds of garbage mm. and refuse like it's it's Which is probably pretty accurate yeah i think it is accurate uh you're, you're seeing all this all this garbage and disgusting stuff that it's picking up and a ponyo gets caught in it and stuck in a glass jar and then washes on shore and sasuke finds finds her sasuke who's who's the the one of the other main characters and he saves ponyo by a smashing the glass and he just thinks it's a fish he's like mm. i'm just trying to save this fish and he takes care of it and nurses ponyo uh back to health and uh just kind of takes him in his <laughs> his green little bucket and is like well i'm just gonna take her to school with me now yeah so uh sasuke and ponyo are hopping the car for on their way to school um and then as ponyo's mom or not ponyo as sasuke's mom is driving uh, they see uh, Fujimoto on the road. Uh, he's looking for his daughter because obviously he wants to find his daughter. The one that wandered away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Lisa. Uh, kind of so- like Ariel and her dad. Right? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, Sasuke is, uh, and, and his mom are kind of freaked out by this random dude mm-hmm. that's just walking onto the property. And he's dressed pretty, pretty oddly too, and he's mm-hmm. spraying. What appears to be, it looks like chemicals he's spraying all over the ground, but really it's just water because he yeah. doesn't want to dry out, you know? He's like, this is the finest <laughs> ocean water. This isn't, this isn't weed killer. <laughs> uh, and then as they're getting the car and they're driving off, uh, Ponyo's mom said, or not Ponyo's mom, I keep getting Ponyo and Sasuke mixed up. Sasuke, Sasuke's mom, Lisa, uh, calls Ponyo's dad a freak show. 
<laughs> which honestly it seems pretty fair in the moment because it's this random guy walking on your property freaky. yeah in this weird outfit and he's watering your grass or weed kill you don't know what it is but if it's ocean water it's going to kill the grass yeah salt water's not great for plants you you, you should know because you got lots of plants in your backyard mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't put salt water on them but uh as uh at, right after she calls uh fujimoto a freak show she says to Sasuke, uh, you shouldn't judge people how they look. <laughs> kind of trying, like, to redeem herself in some way. Like, don't do not do as I do. Yeah. Do as I say yeah. kind of thing. And uh, you kind of see this judgment uh, topic come up a couple of times in the movie. Just uh, as after Sasuke gets to school, uh, Sasuke's friend uh, Kimiko comes over and takes a look at Ponyo. Because Sasuke is talking up, like, I got this cool mm. fish that I caught. And Kimiko's like, oh, that's that's a pretty boring fish. And then gets squirted in the face with water. Uh, and it's it's funny that you don't really see that. There's there's all this judgment that starts to happen between Fujimoto and humans. Because we're talking about there's lots of garbage that is in the sea. And uh, Fujimoto really just seems to really despise humans. He mm. he hates humans, honestly. He he knows that the, the humans are mostly responsible for causing a lot of worldly issues the 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 pollution that is being caused in the ocean is like just causing a lot of destruction and uh because of that fujimoto does not want his daughter hanging around with a human he that's the last thing he wants uh you actually find out that uh, fujimoto has started to kind of plan the world's destruction or not really the world's destruction but the destruction of humans to mm -hmm. save the world. Uh, it really is what happens. Never but, common cream emerges. Yeah. But uh, Fujimoto just kind of assumes the worst in Sasuke. He just mm -hmm. knows he's a human boy. While, while he may be just a boy, eventually he's going to be... Grow up. Yeah, he's going to grow up to be a man that's going to pollute the ocean and just be mm -hmm. a terrible person because humans are terrible. But uh, he kind of just generalizes a statement that humans are bad. And I think that's something we're all guilty of is judging people before we actually get to know them mm -hmm. and i i it's something i i have a big issue with uh personally i don't really do it to people's faces or behind their backs but in my head i'm i feel like i'm a very judgmental person i try mm -hmm. not to be but it happens do, do you oh definitely yeah. i mean as much as i don't think anybody wants to be labeled as you know being judgmental i mean if yeah. you that's one of like the most painful things that you can tell a, a believer a christian mm -hmm. right it's like why are you being so judgmental I mean, like, um, it's like calling somebody a racist. Yeah. You know, it's like automatic defense mechanisms go up. And you're like, oh, I'm not judgmental. I'm not racist. I'm not this. <laughs> I'm not that. It's like, but really, we all do it. You know, we all, you know, when we meet somebody that dresses a certain way, looks a certain way, acts a certain way, we have some baseline assumptions about that person. And, you know, a lot of times those are pretty far off mark, you know, as... Um, you know, we, you know, maybe those assumptions are based off of what we were taught growing up as kids. Maybe mm -hmm. they're based off of uh, a bad experience that we've had, you know, with somebody, um, or lack of experience yeah. that we've had with somebody. Um, but yeah, I think judgmentalism is definitely something that, you know, it's a human problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think Christians are very good at we judging. Are. We are. Uh, I think it's something that kind of you're, you're told not to do, but you're taught how to do it as well. Yeah. 
uh, you you want to you you're told that how good and how how godlike you need to be, mm-hmm. and so in your mind as you're growing up, you're just thinking, oh, but these people are they're yeah they're bad because they're not they're not trying to be like God. Yeah, yeah. You're told for so long that um, you know sin is bad. People who do sin therefore are also bad. Mm-hmm. So you know, you should obviously shun them because they are bad people. Yeah. You know, uh, I have some people across the street from me that um, they actively practice, you know, Wicca, witchcraft kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I first found that out, first realized that, you know, if I'm being real honest, I had some um, presuppositions about them as people um, that I have changed over the course of, knowing them now for 15 years, I realized they're just ordinary people. Mm-hmm. Friendly, trying to be good neighbors. Imagine that. <laughs> they just have a little bit of different way of approaching their faith, you know, and mm-hmm. that's really what it is. I mean, yeah. it's it's not a faith that I believe in, but it is their faith. And uh, because of my misunderstanding of their faith and their practices, I made some pretty... Pretty unchristlike judgments about mm-hmm. them. Um, that had they known, would have been pretty hurt by. Yeah, and I'm sure it's nothing they hadn't experienced before. Mm-hmm. But um, they still would have been pretty hurt that you know a neighbor and somebody who calls himself a Christ follower is you know having these negative, ugly thoughts about them. Yeah, I think it's important to to just do your best to show that or to give people a chance just yeah. give give people a chance to redeem themselves don't just assume the worst yeah. yeah i don't have to believe what they believe yeah but i can still show them uh what jesus told me to yeah. he told me to love my neighbor and it doesn't matter that my neighbor is uh you know wicca and into yeah. worshiping the female deity you know i'm still called to love my neighbor mm-hmm. no matter what there's not any stipulations will love the neighbors who are who are like thinking to you because if that was the case then there wouldn't be a whole lot of people that i would have to love yeah because i have very few neighbors around me who are like-minded with me mm-hmm. you know when it comes to faith so yeah uh yeah it's I mean, jesus is pretty clear about our our role in the community when it comes to how we should treat people yeah so uh, we see fujimoto really uh he he really doesn't care. He he just hates humans. Yeah. He uh, and he wants Ponyo to stay a magical fish. He he knows if she becomes human, she loses her magical powers. So, mm-hmm. he, being her dad, he he wants to stop her from changing. He's seeing that she's started to transform. So at this point, he's recaptured her. He he has her back now, and he's trying to change her back into a fish. And Ponyo really doesn't want to. Uh, he keeps saying revert, 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 mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I don't have kids yet, uh, so I, I can't really speak from experience. But I feel like I would really, when I have kids, I want them to be the best version of, of themselves. Yeah. But I want them. I don't want to. I don't want to push them to be what I want them to be. Kind of like Fujimoto is mm-hmm. here. Um, I, I feel like I, re- I really want them to just to become yeah. who they're supposed to be and who they want to be. Yeah. And I think that's the best part about changing generations. You know, um, I think uh, 
my generation, the expectation is that, you know, you're to grow up and be like your parents are. And then uh, my generation realized that there's a lot of flaws in that, mm -hmm. you know, that I am not ever going to be just like my parents. Um, I can be respectful of my parents. I can understand where they're coming from, but I, it's okay to be who I am. Yeah. And then that has continued to grow in a, in a positive way, you know, for millennials and Gen Zers that, you know, I'm, it's okay for me to be different. Yeah. Um, it's okay for me to uh, be my own person. And I can, I can love Jesus the way I feel most comfortable loving yeah. Jesus. I don't have to do it in, you know, A, B, or C. There's options that go all the way down to Z, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not a... <laughs> I'm not an A kind of lover. I'm a Z kind of lover. Yeah. And that's okay. So, yeah, I know. Um, even with like the, when it comes to just our ministry team, you mm -hmm. know, think of how differently, you know, all of us are worshipers of God. Yeah. And, you know, in God's eyes, he doesn't care. You know, there's not one that's better than the others. You yeah. Know? Um, he's not more favorable of, you know, Matt's worship than he is of, you know, Lauren's worship. Yeah. You know, and that's really, that is such a cool aspect of the God that we serve is he just wants to have his children close to him. And, you know, whatever way that takes on is completely okay with him. Mm -hmm. So, that's and I'm glad that the generationally wise that's becoming more acceptable. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a great thing. And I hope it continues to be like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I definitely want to see some of myself and in, in my kids. someday. like, yeah. I feel like and there'll be parts that are I, there. I tried really hard to be different than my dad. I'm very much like my dad. Like, <laughs> like I just, I just am. I'm, yeah. I am his son for sure. Uh, so I, I, I feel like there's, there's a bit that it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to, a bit of you is going to pass on anyways, yeah. but it's it's okay for them to be their own person. Well, yeah, there's that whole nature versus nurture thing, right? Yeah. It's like I spent very little time with my biological father, you know, compared to my years on earth. You know, I was only really a part of his everyday life for about four and a half years. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, you know, a little more frequently for a couple of years after that, but not every day. But I'm very much like my dad, you know, just biologically. Yeah. There's, this way we process, you know, the uh, way we uh, act, you know, is very similar to each other. Even though I wasn't raised to be like him in person. Yeah. Uh, so it is just the way that the, you know, DNA, I guess. Yeah. It's My daughter could talk more about that than me. <laughs> I don't understand genetics, but, you know, there's things that you wouldn't think would be a genetic thing, but they are. Yeah. This, this kind of, this whole, this whole idea kind of reminds me of, what we were talking about last week in Nacho Libre about how mm. Nacho was trying to be his own person and yeah. was forced on being a monk. Yeah. So or friar. Yeah. So yeah, be you. Be you. Be you. You being you is the best you you can be. Yeah. Don't be me. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're confused, but not Brigham Young. Don't go to Brigham Young. <laughs> There's probably better schools out there than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, as as a uh, as we we're talking about. Uh, Panya's uh, dad is very frustrated by all this, all this waste. Um, 
so much that he is he has decided that uh he is just going to wipe the world clean again. He talks about going to like, I think back to like some prehistoric age. He's like we're just going to kind of rewipe the earth like create lots of tsunamis and then start over again. Uh when that first fish crawled out onto the beach, huh? That's what he wants to start at? Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, and, and it's, it's there's this really cool uh, parallelism we see between that and the story of Jesus, how there's there's this world that is corrupted and really deserves to be destroyed. But Ponyo mm-hmm. becomes a human to save it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus became human to save us. So I think, mm-hmm. I think there's this really cool parallel that happens between these two stories where... Mm-hmm. Ponyo becomes human to save us, just like Jesus did. Um, it, it, It's—I mean, she even runs on water. Mm-hmm. It's uncanny. It's—I <laughs> don't know if they were—if that was their idea of the story, but no, I remember it, seeing that and like, oh, there's some symbolism there. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially it's—it's it's not something you expect from a Japanese storyline, mm-hmm. at least with my predetermined judgment of what Japanese storylines yeah. should be. You know, I have this idea of what anime storylines should look like, but obviously they're not yeah. all like that. Yeah. Uh, another fun thing about this movie is Ponyo really loves ham. Mm-hmm. Ham, ham, ham. She keeps talking about ham and can't get enough of it. And I kind of wonder if when the Jews were finally able to have ham again, like what that moment was like. Mm-hmm. Were they as excited as Ponyo was? Ham! Uh-huh. <laughs> Brisket. Mm-hmm. Or not brisket. Uh, <laughs> bacon. Yeah. I, I hate bacon, but <clears throat> for all those people like bacon, uh, I bet people were just going crazy for for ham again. <laughs> yeah. There's a um, my kids, like I said, they love this movie mm-hmm. growing up, um, and whenever they watch Ponyo, the way they wanted to watch Ponyo is with a bowl of ramen noodles with ham and peas. Because that's the way Ponyo ate it. It makes sense. It is good. I mean, yeah. I'll give him credit. Yeah. I mean, I we used to make this big deal out of it that we would make a bowl of ramen just like, you know, just like Ponyo had. Uh-huh. And it was really good. I mean, I've had lots of different ramens. And I will say that's probably, that style is probably in my top five. It's pretty good. Nostalgia helps, too. Nostalgia helps. Nostalgia adds a lot Even, of flavor. Well, and doing something with your kids, you know, when you're a dad and you get to, when all of you are in the kitchen, you're doing this fun thing together. It's mm-hmm. it's memories, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't have the nostalgia towards the movie, but I definitely have the nostalgia towards my kids. So <laughs> I tease them that I hate this movie, but, you know, if they wanted to sit down and watch the movie with me today, I'd sit down and watch the movie yeah. with them today. Uh, so as the story kind of progresses, uh, Fujimoto and... Uh, the, the sea goddess kind of start talking and come to this conclusion that Ponyo is going to become who Ponyo wants to be. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But to if, if Ponyo is going to become human, they have to really test uh, Sasuke's love for her. Because um, if, if he doesn't truly love her, they say she's going to turn into sea foam. Which sounds pretty drastic. <laughs> now, I thought this the, the impact of this idea of love was really weird because of how young yes. these kids are. They're I agree. like nine or ten years old here. I think they're younger than that. I think they're <laughs> like five or six. I think so. Okay. So you're asking a whole lot out of a six year old potentially. Yeah. This is this is your companion for life you're yeah. choosing right now. Yeah. 
you're arranging your marriage right now. At yeah. Six. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, you're. We're gonna test your love, uh, and also just the amount that these two have to go on this journey through the flooded island to try to find uh, Lisa Sasuke's mom <laughs> is crazy. That there's just these two children mm. that are just in this boat trying to find her, and all these all these adults see them and think, oh yeah. Keep going on your... Good idea, guys. Keep, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Try to find your mom. We're over here it's taking shelter with all these other adults because yeah. they're all stranded. But yeah. we you, see, you have things under control. We can see. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's kind of funny. We're just like, these are kids. <laughs> they're so young. <laughs> and they have all this power for some reason. All uh, this freedom. Yeah. But uh, they're supposed to display... Uh, the or. Sasuke is supposed to display his love for Ponyo, uh, but doesn't doesn't really know that right now. Um, and as as they continue on this journey, and the magic is slowly starting to drain away from Ponyo, Ponyo uh, becomes tired and uh, needs to rest. And I I think it's cool how Sasuke just he he sees that Ponyo needs rest, and even though Ponyo could. Just get them there immediately. Honestly, is magical. She could just run across the water and take them yeah. where they need to go the whole time. But they're... On this journey together. Yeah, they're on this trip together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the whole point of it. That's, kind of like Jesus with the disciples. Yes. Uh, I can just do this. I can just fix this problem by myself. Exactly. But that, and that's kind of the power of this this idea of their love for each other is they're, they're trying to do this together. So Sasuke continues to push the boat by himself even, even though... There's no longer any power to push it uh, itself. It, he he's like, well, I'll just take I'll take the the burden doing that, even though you could just get there yourself. And it kind of reminds me of Simon mm. carrying Jesus's cross. I'm sure Jesus could have continued to carry his cross mm. and keep going, but Simon stepped in and and picked it up for him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of that you're talking about this, the whole idea of a disciples is coming in and and participating with with yeah. them to show them the love. Um, partnering with Christ, yeah, and it, it kind of ties into this this kind of closing message that the kids are just the best at loving people. Mm-hmm. There, I don't think you'll ever meet anyone more loving than a kid. They, it's kind of like that whole uh, idea of innocence, and yeah. they're they're new to this world. They're kind of ignorant of the world, but they just want to be loved and to love. Yes, and I I think that's something awesome about kids, and even Jesus recognized that kind of love. He. He talked about it in a, I think it was Matthew. He was saying that the, uh, he he wants his followers to be like kids because it, once they become like kids, then they can enter the kingdom yeah. of heaven. That childlike innocence. Yeah, and I think that's something that is really hard to for adults to embrace is that childlike faith. It 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 is, it's something that you kind of grow out of or you're kind of desensitized it by the world, but it it is so important to your faith, to keep that childlike innocence. Yeah, I mean, I think about, um, you know, before, you know, going back to that original idea of judgmentalism, you know, I can remember clearly that moment where my kids, their whole attitude towards, because they were not raised in in a home where we talk about, you know, people being different colors or mm-hmm. it just, everybody's the same. And they didn't yeah. have any perception that, that there was anything different. And, uh, <clears throat> Abigail, my middle, um, 
you know, Bella went to Lemon Avenue, which most of the kids there looked pretty much like her. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, there was there was a few other kids there, but it wasn't anything major. But Abby went to what's called TK, which is like, you know, uh, you go a year before your official kindergarten year goes. And it was in a different, it was in a school that was more uh, in an area that had a lot of different cultures that were there. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had no concept any of those kids were any different than her. I mean, they yeah. might have had, you know, a couple of her friends were Muslim and they wore you know, the, the head wrap and uh, the head dressing, the covering. And, you know, a couple of them were, um, she had one friend that was Sikh, which had a different kind of head covering. And, uh, but she didn't really think anything about it until, you know, she had um, a birthday party. And, you know, so here she is, what, four and a half, five years old, mm -hmm. has a birthday party. And then uh, one of her friends, you know, that was from Lemon Avenue, you know, came to that birthday party and, you know, makes a, a comment that I'm not going to share in this platform, but you can guess what that is, that, you know, totally shattered that innocence that, that Abby had because all of a sudden she realized that they were different. Yeah. You know, uh, she just saw these, you know, little girls that, you know, we're friends before, but then all of a sudden, because of this one person's comments, you know, all that was, was shaken. Yeah. And it's just so unfortunate that, that that gets lost, you mm -hmm. know, because of the brokenness of the world that we live in. You know, we live in such a, a shattered uh, reality that it's almost impossible to keep that innocence. But it's something uh, that this movie is trying to tell, teach us and what the Bible teaches us and a lot of other movies teach us is, that we have to fight for it. Yeah. You know, that we have to fight to retain that innocence as much as we can. There's a quote Fujimoto says, he's, after he, he uh, finds Ponyo, he says, if only you could remain innocent and pure forever. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's that's kind of what God's hope for us is, yeah. is he, he wants us to, to be innocent and pure forever. He, he wants us to stay like children. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm sure it hurts him to see us stray so far away. Kind of like oh, yeah. what you were saying with Abby. Is I remember as a kid, kind of thankfully San Diego is a very diverse area. Yeah, so yeah. growing up, I, same thing. I I had lots of friends that were came from lots of cultures. I didn't think anything of it. And I I remember it was I didn't learn about racism at all until um, I was watching or my parents had Oh Brother Where Art Thou on yeah. and there was the whole kkk stuff happening yeah. and my parents and I, as a kid i have no idea what's happening so i yeah. i asked them about it and they explained it to me and that just seemed so alien to me disliking somebody because of a different color of their skin or something yeah. else i it just did not make sense to me um and it, it was hard for me to to just believe that like that was something that was not too far away in our history no, in america no i mean it was it really wasn't. I mean, in the grand scope of the birth of a nation, you know, that really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You know, it was, what, in the 20s? 30s? Yeah. It was right on the Great Depression, so it would have been 30s, right? I don't know. I don't know dates. That's not like 30s. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I think, I think it's important to try to, try to hold on to that innocence being a kid. Yeah. And then trying to recapture it as an adult, you know, yeah. Inevitably, because of the world we live in, it's, we're going to lose pieces of it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we can't try to recapture that innocence. Yeah. And 
when we find a flaw in our innocence to try and change. Ultimately, kids just want to be happy and have fun. Yeah. They just want to play. And as they an, want friends. As an, want. as an adult, try to do the same. Just have fun. <clears throat> hang out with your friends. Have a good time. Play some games. Yeah. Play tag, maybe. maybe. That'd be fun. <laughs> Can you imagine us as a staff playing tag? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the slowest, most boring version of tag ever. <laughs> we just get in our cars and tag each other in our cars. <laughs> I got insurance. That sounds fun. <laughs> we'll do paintball. That's this the next yeah. the next closest thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's Ponya for you. Yeah. And not a real long it's not a long movie. No. And and we're also we're we're recovering from COVID, so yeah. we, we may be lacking a little bit of energy today. Uh yeah. and this episode might be coming a couple days late, but that's that's okay because yeah. it's the world we live in. It, it is the world we live in. But we're glad you could be here with mm-hmm. us. Um you know, I hope that you have enjoyed Ponyo, but you know, some of our other podcasts, you know, feel free to check some of those out. We've got, you know, the whole first season. There's lots of episodes. There's whole I think oh, there's over 30. There, yeah. There's a lot. And there's more that will be on the way uh, the next time around. We're going to be doing more of a, instead of, we try and alternate between a kid, you know, kid friendly movie yeah. and just a family friendly movie. Um, so I think. We have a few ideas that are floating around out there for our yeah. next episode, but we haven't decided yet. But we really do hope that you tune in for uh, uh, on next Thursday for our next yeah. episode. And give us more ideas if you have any. Yeah, you got something. Uh, our parameters are nothing rated R. Yeah, you know, we want to keep it fam- um, family friendly. There might be an R-rated movie that pops up here or there, but that's because it's R-rated because of difficult subject matter. Yeah. But we don't want to have any kind of you know, excessive sex or excessive language or anything. Yeah. Like I think technically good, bad, and the ugly was, I think so. A rated I, think it, I think it was, I think it's the only one we've done. Yeah. And there might be another one that comes up at some point, but it'll be for a good reason. Yeah. We like movies. We do. Yeah, I think we, we probably have all already watched enough movies that we could just randomly talk for days about, Exactly. Movies without even having to rewatch yeah. them. And with our with our minister brains, we watch any movie we want to turn it into oh, yeah. some kind of lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple movies that are rated in movies, and I'm like, there's so much in it, but we can't. Oh yeah, Book of, Book of Eli is one of them. I would love to Planes, that. Trains, and Automobiles. That would be great too. <laughs> such a great movie, but such bad language in it. Just one scene, honestly. Yeah, but it's a bad. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> Anyways, we're we're getting sidetracked here. Yeah. It's that whole post, you know, recovery thing from uh, yeah. COVID, where we haven't seen each other in a week, and we just want to yeah, talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry that you have to go through that, um, but we hope that this finds you well, that you enjoy this time that we spend together uh, every week, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one.